Blog Talk We're live at Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. Today in the studio, well, actually, she's not in the studio. We're having her call in, <laughs> but she's on the other side of town. My good, good friend, Michelle Cord. And Michelle is not your typical accountant. She'll be sharing some easy tips to help you keep track of things and help you keep more of your money. I know that a lot of musicians have trouble with this and they don't realize that they're leaving money on the table or they're losing money because they're not doing certain things at gigs, when they're on the road, and in general. Now, Michelle has more than 20 years of experience helping people understand how to manage their finances as long as, along with <laughs> loads of tools that can make it a lot easier for you, whether you're touring or performing locally. As for me, my name is Dory, and I own Rock the Next Stage, Next Stage Entertainment, and Next Stage Drumming. It's one-stop shopping for musicians. I do booking, management, mentoring, coaching, and a whole lot more. I'm a percussionist, and I have been working with bands for the past 15 years or so. What you will be hearing today is 30 minutes of tips, using and motivation. We do this every Wednesday at 1 o'clock, so I'm hoping that you will be getting ready with a pad and pencil because I'm sure you'll need to write down a few of these tips. Now, Michelle, are you there? I am, Dory. Thank you. Such a great introduction. (laughs) Good, good, good. Glad you could join us on this very dreary day here in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. You know, for those of you who aren't familiar with winter in the south, at the very hint of snow or ice, people panic and schools close for days. So so fortunately, I think we're coming uh, to the tail end of that and things are starting to warm up. So, Michelle, what can you uh, share with us for musicians to get them geared up and ready to go? Let's, Let's first talk about how they can track their expenses. Um, tracking expenses, oh, yes, most definitely. Tracking expenses is uh, not as hard as most people would think, and especially if you're on the road. Um, I know the last thing we want to think about is can I keep up with a receipt? Um, so my favorite tool, whether you're a musician, an artist, or just a regular business owner, uh, is Evernote. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to use. You simply take a snapshot of receipts. Uh, you can make notes on that receipt. And the reason I'm suggesting Evernote is because sometimes we forget why we made a purchase. And that purchase, because it is for a business purpose, say if you're getting gas on the way to uh, your gig, if, you're, if you have to purchase uh, any type of supplies or tools, uh, even equipment, on the way to the gig or before you go for your performance, then you're going to want to have some type of record of whatever it is that you paid to purchase that item. And a quick snapshot or even just downloading it if you purchase it online, you can save it right into Evernote. And then that can be just simply pulled out during tax time. Cool. There are other uh, applications, but that's my favorite. Okay, yeah, I've seen other ones as well. 
for those of you who don't know, I've had three different businesses, and I've also been in sales and marketing. So I'm used to being on the road a lot. So I got very used to holding on to receipts. And most musicians don't know this, that, you know, if, if you have a gig, or for example, I book a lot of festival and special event types of gigs. And if you have dinner and they didn't provide it, I personally try to get them to include that in the contract. But say you had to stop off on the way. You know, dinner, uh, as Michelle mentioned, gas. If you have to pick up any strings because you, your strings broke or whatever, those are all expenses for that particular gig. So don't toss the receipts or crunch them up or stuff them in your wallet or your purse and forget about them. Holding on exactly. to them and scanning them like can really help. But even if you don't have an app or you don't want to mess around with it and you really wanted to go old school, just have like, a, I have like a, a Ziploc kind of envelope in a notebook. And sometimes I will <laughs> carry that notebook with me and keep it in my car for shows and it has all my contact information in it. Yes, I know. I've got it on my phone too. But just in case I can't access technology for whatever reason, I'll have the hard copies of things as well. So I've heard about an app, Michelle, called Waze. Is that good? Mhm. Have you heard of that one? Um well you let me let me jump. I'll get to that one in a minute. I love the way you mentioned that you keep your receipts in an envelope and um even if you don't use an application and that is a great idea. Uh, I would eventually, however, suggest you still at some point take a picture, scan it in because the receipts fade. Um, but don't feel yeah. pressure to immediately have to take a picture because sometimes you can't just think about it. you got to finish what you're doing, right. and then you can get back to that later. But I love that idea. I just wanted to mention that um, it, eventually it does have to be saved digital some type of way, and it's easy. Um, Wave. Let's jump on Wave. <laughs> Wave, I don't usually recommend Wave. It, it is um, it is a very popular software. It does the basics uh, in accounting. So if you're starting out, that could be an option for Wave. Uh, as long as you can track your receipts, uh, you can see your income, you're able to even invoice if you need to. You're able to do all of that through Wave. And it connects with online credit card companies. So if you need to accept debit cards or credit card payments, uh, you would be able to track that in Wave. I don't particularly work with Wave, and it's not one of the top recommended for accounting um, because it's limited. It doesn't grow as your business grows. But if you're, you're right. fairly small and you've got a limited number of transactions, then Wave would be a great place to start. Okay, thanks for providing the uh, the comparison there for us. So that's really great. If I could just backtrack a little bit, it just occurred to me that some musicians and singers might be thinking, why do I have to save my receipts? What's the point in that? Right off, mm. my friend, <laughs> because come tax time, you need to uh, be able to, to prove that you have all these expenses and those expenses can do what, Michelle? Let's tell them. <laughs> It lowers your taxes. It lowers um, anything. It's called tax-deductible uh, income. So they after whatever you earn, so say if you earn $500, but maybe you spent $250, then the IRS looks at that $250 that's left over as taxable. So they're going to want to mm -hmm. tax that. So receipts, 
just shows proof that, yes, I purchased the business expense. This is just not something I made up. Um, and at that point, it helps you get that number down as low as possible. So you can use your money for other things. Maybe you just maybe you do have 250 left over, but you want to use it for advertising. Then here you have another business expense. Hold on to the receipt, and now that lowers what the IRS can tax. So it really helps you out. It's it's an extra step of tracking those receipts. You just got to prove you made the purchase, but it is a benefit for you. Right, because it lowers your taxable income. Exactly. So Uncle Sam can't get quite as much, right? So we need to keep all exactly. we can get, especially as musicians. You I know? call it a shield. Gigs, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, some, definitely. Some gigs pay better than others, so you want to make sure that, you know, you don't get Uncle Sam more than you need to. And that's what people do, and they don't even exactly. realize that they, they can take those mm-hmm. deductions. They're legal uh, there's lots of different things that you can use as write-offs, especially when they pertain to your music career. Now, keep in mind, as I've said many times before, your music is a business. If you're out there and you're performing and you're getting paid, that is a business, and you are an entrepreneur. So just like any entrepreneurs and small business owners who might be listening right now, most of them should know this because they're, they know about business expenses. It's for a singer-songwriter. Correct, Michelle? Uh, exactly. Get that right? Yeah, you are on point with that. Yes. Um, but you'll be surprised how many people, period, don't know what they can write off um, out of fear that um, it may not be a business expense. So it comes down to... Um, that's where I step in trying to help you determine before you spend your money on an expense that's not deductible to find mm-hmm. to help you find those that are. So like you mentioned, meal expenses. And as a musician, as an artist, as a business owner, most people don't know those are deductible or they're afraid to deduct those. Um, but as long as you're not just having a dinner with your aunt or your cousin <laughs> and it is for business purposes... <laughs> then it is a deductible expense, and a lot of people throw away money. Um, Mileage is the next top thing that most people are afraid to take um, because they just don't feel that the drive to the performance or back should be counted as a business expense, but it is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been going out there. If you were going for fun, of course you can't write it off. But if you're going for a performance, it is considered your business. You can write off that that mileage or the gas. You can't do both. You can do either or. Right. So in other words, if you're going to a friend's show or or you're just going to check out a, a local show, That would not count. But if you get in the car and you're driving to your gig, or in my case, even if I'm going out to either work at a gig or if I'm going to screen a band or go to a music meeting, Mm -hmm. anything that's related to my business, I take uh, track of the miles. I again, I'm so old school, but I just I'm so used to doing it manually. I keep a notebook in the car. It's a um, just a mileage log. You know, you can pick it up at Staples or, or Walmart. I know I need to get with the program and do an app. But I have an Android phone and I have so many apps on there, the thing will freeze up if I add one more. I know it. 
But, yeah, let's talk about the whole mileage thing a little bit more and make sure everybody got that. <laughs> well, Dora, let me encourage you a little bit. I do love to write things down, and <laughs> and I don't think, you know, that's a good start. But, yes, I'm you know, I'm trying to encourage you <laughs> to, even though you write it down, to eventually put it into an app, even if it's on your computer. It doesn't have to be on your phone. So just have an I, I can transfer it to an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet or something. Keep keep laughing. That's <laughs> I will right. get programmed soon. <laughs> but yes, such a pretty young musician. They're like, what? Write it down? What, is she kidding? I've got an app. There's an app for that. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> exactly. But I love to do both, and actually Evernote, like, even if I jot it down on a piece of paper, I've even taken notes on the back of a receipt. I will take a snapshot of it, and now it's saved. <laughs> it's digitized. So as long as I can get to my information later, that's all that I need for my records. How you got right. it there is it. up to you. <laughs> yeah. You've got to have that documentation, and even if you forgot to write it down, but you put the directions into Google Maps, for example, well, that'll tell you your mileage. Mm-hmm. You can do it that way, right, Michelle? Yes, they wanted to go back and oh, double yeah. check and say, oops, I forgot. I've a... mm-hmm. if, I mean, even now for tax season, um, what you have to have documented for mileage is the date, the time, the purpose. Why did you go there? Even if it was just a prospected. Um, or, you know, if you went for the performance, uh, if you went to follow up, even pick up payment, um, all of that is a business expense. Why did you go in order to meet with that person? So why did you expend mileage? And then any expenses associated with it. So you you'd write all of that down. And usually Google Maps, if you're setting up appointments and tracking your appointments, that will help bring you back to that day when you travel, and then you can link it to Google Maps. So there's always a way to pull the information. It's not too late. Uh, and then you still can use that information for reporting on your taxes. Okay. I've got a question for you that just popped into my head. How about those mm-hmm. of us who are members of a worship team, for example, at our church, and we're going to practice mm-hmm. every week or every other week, even though we're not getting paid, could we write that mileage off or no? Well, in that instance, it's more of a, you can, it's more of a volunteered uh, contribution. So at that point, it's your hours given as a donation to that organization. So you can write it off. It wouldn't be as a business expense. That's more of a contribution or a charitable donation. Gotcha. Well, there you go. See that? I'm also on mm-hmm. uh, several boards of, of arts councils and things like that. And you go to all these meetings. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. But then I thought, but I'm not getting paid well, to time be there. Well, money. Yeah, well, it really, no, yeah you're exactly. Not. If you're, you're there to contribute, then what it does is it helps you on your personal taxes. Um, even though that's not for your business, you're doing it as a part of to serve. I do it, too. Um, but the value mm-hmm. of your time can be written off and the mileage. Yeah. So you get the benefit right. on now, your personal side. Gotcha. Now, of course, there are some churches who pay their musicians to play on Sundays. So for for you guys, if you are getting paid to do this, then definitely you should be writing down the mileage. 
They're great you things are, to know about. So true. Yeah, that gets in a little a little deeper because some of the income is not necessarily taxable. So at that point, we would really have to, the tax preparer would have to speak to um, the musician because it may be you don't even have to pay taxes on the income. Therefore, you won't have to, you know, you, you won't have anything mm-hmm. to offset your tax. Yeah. So it yeah. just it just depends. Uh, if you're making over a certain amount, you do have to report it as income, and then that's when you want to offset that income, that tax, by um, mileage and any other expenses associated with it. The thing that I'd like to talk about is a lot of the bands that book, the book themselves, for example, they can get paid in various different ways. For example, for festivals, I usually get a check. But if I book, so that's pretty easy to to follow along with, you know exactly what it was. But sometimes you'll be playing at a club or a small restaurant or something like that, and they might pay you cash at the end of the night. So let's remind our musicians that that is income. <laughs> you are supposed it to claim income. it. <laughs> They might be thinking, hey, no harm, no foul. Nobody knows I'm putting in the pocket. Nobody knows. Well, that's true, but then that also means you can't write off the business expenses. And um, so in the end, it really harms you. Uh, I, you know, I know most people think, well, no one will know, but that you also don't get to take a deduction for what you invested uh, in, in to get that, you know, into in order to earn that money. So it's really easy to track it. Um, it I like Square. Um, but I also like uh, Stripe, but Stripe is not a mobile application. Uh, Square is okay. mobile. Uh, Intuit also has a Go Payments um, that is a really, I like that application as well. It doesn't always work on all phones, so that's the, the little caveat. Um, but Square, you can track cash, uh, credit card, and checks, and then you can email them a receipt. Uh, that way, you know, you have a record, and then the person who paid you also have a record for their accounting records because they're oh, going to report so cool. that income paid. Mm-hmm. They're going to report that income paid to you even if you don't because right. in order, somebody's got to take a deduction and somebody's got to report it as income. So that's how it gets reported. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that when you Good. get those little 1099s at the end of the year, there you go. <laughs> that includes yeah, cash. Yeah, I was going to... Good segue. I was going to get to that, so you read my mind. <laughs> there have been some clubs that I have worked with on a regular basis, and I'll get cash at the end of the night. Of course, I pay the bands, and then I take my percentage. I make sure they get more than they would have gotten themselves. <laughs> but but sometimes it might not be the amount that uh, they can 1099 me. Maybe it's a small show or maybe it's just one band or something like that. They will wait until it gets to a certain point, and then I get a 1099. Yep. Or they should. Uh, $600. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. $600 is, you know, anything earned less than that is usually not reported to the IRS. So they give you up to $600 uh, that you can earn without having to report it as taxable income. So, you know, it's not even worth the paperwork. So once you reach $600, yeah. then you should get a 1099. Uh, it's up to you whether or not you report it uh, because it's not taxable. But if you're running a business, you know, and not just a, 
you know, a hobby, if you're running a business, then you're going to report what you earn. That way you have an idea of how well you're doing and where you should be spending your time. Exactly, and that's a good point. A lot of fans don't realize that your instruments, you know, I brought this up at a meeting recently, and people said, oh, I can write off my drums. Oh, my God, I had no idea. You know, some of us do drumming for uh, large groups and things like that. I've got a lot of gear. It's not, and I do use it, and I bring it out. It's not just for my personal enjoyment. These are drums and percussion instruments that everybody uses when I bring them out to an an event or a workshop or whatever I'm doing. So, yeah, I bought those specifically for the business. They're being used by participants in the classes and workshops I teach. So, yeah, if I didn't claim the income, then I I couldn't write that chunk of change off, and it was not cheap, let me just say. (laughs) Uh, So true. That is so true, and and those are, you want to keep track with what you're spending, and that that actually is a benefit. Sometimes in the beginning, especially the first couple of years, we spend more than we bring in. So you don't want to have to pay taxes if you don't have to. Right, right, and that's a good point as well. A lot of people who are just starting out in the music biz, or maybe they've just been doing it part-time for so long that they never really treated it like a business, I wrote this in my, my book, Find Your Divine Rhythm, A Creative Success Formula, and I also included it in an online program, training program for musicians. That question of, is it a business or is it a hobby? <laughs> and according to the IRS, if you're making less than 10000 it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. So, That's yeah, you right. kind of want to know, how much year. did I make? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm just warning everybody online and you that my lights are flashing here at home. And I'm, oh, okay. I might be off. Hang on. Nope, nope, I'm still live. All righty. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Hopefully everyone can still hear us. Yeah, can hear you. You sound clear. <laughs> okay, good. Hopefully we're still recording. That was very freaky. Totally lost my train of thought there. It doesn't take much. Oh, okay, so we're... <laughs> We're talking about a business or a hobby. Keep in mind, people, that Michelle and I often meet for coffee, and sometimes we're there so long we're, like, closing the place. So we're trying to stick to the time frame here, but there's no guarantee. Because <laughs> there's a lot to cover hey, here. Oh, gosh, my life, is, my life is still flashing here. I have a feeling we're going to have a power outage pretty soon, so I better wrap it up and stop joking. Okay. So, so we're case. talking about yeah. hobby or business. And go. What what else do they need to know as far as uh, claiming it as a business? Um, claiming it as a business means you have the intent of earning um, income. doesn't necessarily mean a profit, although that should be your goal. But claiming it as a business uh, gives you the opportunity to write off any expenses. A hobby, you can't write off the expenses. So, I mean, you're just pretty much doing it for the fun of it, and hobbies, usually you, you're you spending your money. You're not receiving payment. Maybe someone may give you money here and there, but you have no intentions of turning it into a profit. Then that's just a hobby. Um, with the IRS, even though you may claim you have a business in order to write off expenses, they give you three years to see if it really is a business. And then at that point, they're going to start taxing you on your income and denying your deductions. 
So even though you may think you're doing something with reporting your deductions, the IRS will start denying those. So you want to make sure that you, if you're going to do it as a business, you get the business mind. It's not a hobby. Uh, it's it's not just something you want to do on the side that you intend on being a, a business for profit. Gotcha. Good. Well, the, it's the beginning of the year, so these are good tips to know if you're going to start your year off right and, you know, a great New Year's resolution to get more organized, track your expenses, know what you can write off and what you can't, and keep track of all your receipts. Michelle, is there anything yes. else the you'd like I, to add? Anything I might have forgotten? Um, inventory. Um, ah, I've, there we go. I've noticed a Good. lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people make purchases, but they they truly they're just buying and buying, and they they truly have no idea of what they have on hand and. Um, if you're not keeping receipts, you don't know what you've spent, and sometimes you can waste money buying uh, extra items you don't need. Um, also, over time, you know, you, you're going to have to buy new equipment, and so you want to have an idea of how much that's costing you, how much you need to save for in order to plan for the purchase of new equipment. And as things improve, of course, you know, there are price increases. So you need to have an idea of what your inventory looks like. If you're leaving any inventory behind, that's money lost. You want to be able to take an expense for that equipment that's no longer on hand. So these are essentially what we call assets. So you, you want an opportunity to make sure you know what is the value of your inventory. What do you have? Because that's important. That's how you earn money. And you don't want to lose money by not having an idea of what you have on hand. Exactly. And that ties into a great story. Uh, to translate this for musicians, that means all of your merch. So whatever T-shirts you have purchased, that's your inventory. Mm -hmm. Your CDs, anything that you're lugging around to shows and you're selling. And you need to keep track of all that. I've worked with so many young bands. We're talking high school and college. And sometimes it really boggles the mind. Well, they were young. They didn't know. But I would always ask them, how many T-shirts and CDs have you sold? Have you done? Have you done? Oh, I don't know. They had no idea. They weren't tracking it. They didn't even know how many they started with. I said, well, just subtract. They didn't know how many CDs or T-shirts they came with. So they couldn't tell me mm -hmm. that. And... Uh, as far as the cash drawer was concerned, they didn't even know how much was in there when they started. I said, what did you start your cash drawer with, 60 bucks? Uh, you didn't write it down? Nope. <laughs> so boggles the mind. So, yes, this is why they call me the ultimate band mom, because especially for the young ones, I didn't want them to, really, I didn't want them to lose any money. I didn't want them to get ripped off. People can walk off with a T-shirt or, you know, not pay you, and, and that has happened where people realize at the end of the night, oh, my gosh, we're out 150. How did that happen? Well, duh, you weren't paying attention. That's <laughs> so, yeah, true. Definitely know before you go to any show what, how many items are you bringing with you, how many shirts, how many CDs, anything else you might, koozies, whatever else you might be selling, wristbands. If you're giving away, it's not that big of a deal, but certainly if you're selling it, then, yeah, you've got to account for all that. That counts towards your income, and you do have to keep it track of that. It doesn't even give away. Ah, okay, good. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, even yeah, giveaways good, that's true. You pay for those. Count, yeah, it's counted as advertising. So um, you want to track giveaways. So all, like you're saying, you want to know what you're giving away or what you're selling uh, or what happens to unfortunately get stolen because you do get, you can write off stolen items. So that becomes mm-hmm. a credit for you. You can't sell it now, but you had to make the purchase. So, yeah, you're right. You do need to have an idea of, of what's going on with your inventory. And it's really so simple. Cool. I mean, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What, what, uh, I was so what can they use? use a pen and paper. <laughs> you can you can pick up uh, ledgers or uh, simple spreadsheets that just shows how much did your you know what did you purchase and how much, and then at the end of the night, whatever is left over is either what you sold, or unfortunately what got lost or stolen or damaged. All of that can be tracked just by simply writing it down. Um, if you're mm. if you're more into apps. Square does that. It tracks your inventory. So when you first buy the T-shirts, add it to Square. And then as someone uh, uses their debit card or you select that item and put in cash payment, it counts your inventory for you. So you don't have to go through writing it down. All you got to do is just right. go through your transaction. And it will. You at the end of the night, you'll be able to see how much did you earn, and um, you'll be able to offset it by how much you spent. Cool. So as now, long the as you other do it, extreme, how you do it is not important. Right. The other extreme would be the band I told you about, Michelle, that back in the day, nobody else was tracking anything, as I mentioned. But this one band, they were young, they were in college, but a lot of them were doing programming on the side. So we've got a lot of you know techies in the band. And I turned around, and at their merch table, they were the first band I ever saw that had a tablet, and they were using Square. And I said, well, I'll be dipped. What do you know? Wow. <laughs> I stand yeah. corrected. There are bands out there that actually track things. And, yeah, they were just swiped. They were the only man that was able to take credit cards. Again, we're going back, oh, gosh, I don't know how many years. Not that many, but maybe five or six. And they were keeping track of everything. They were taking debit and credit cards, cash, whatever, and they tracked everything using yeah. Square. And I said, brilliant. That's really, really awesome. So it's good to know that they yeah. kept track of everything. Because, let's face it, if you're in a band especially and you have numerous band members, you know, say the band breaks up. Happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have to decide what do you divvy up. And what do you owe whom, how much is it worth? And even if the band stays together when you split up uh, the funds at the end of the night or however you guys do it, band members are going to want to know, how how did we do this year? (laughs) Hopefully they're keeping track of their own expenses, but you know, you got to keep them in the loop. Now, Michelle, we need to, to wrap up here. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, don't let this become overwhelming. Um, start small, uh, and um, it, you know, as long as you track, as long as you do something, just do it. Good, yeah. Starting, just start and get, get with the program and <laughs> stick to a system. Now, folks, I need to tell you where to find Michelle. She's given out lots of great tips for free, by the way. So if you want to show her some love, definitely go check out her Facebook page. She's with BP Accounting Solutions. You can also find her online. That's her website, bpaccountingsolutions.com. That's B as in Barbara, P as in Paula, Accounting Solutions. Uh, Check out her website, Michelle, uh, 
does specialize in working with Christian entrepreneurs. Just thought you know, I'd throw that out there for any Christian entrepreneurs or bands. It's very important to connect with people in the, the different um, industries, accounting, lawyers, things like that, who you know, like, and trust. And I can vouch for, mm-hmm. I've known Michelle for a number of years now, and she really, really knows her stuff way more than the half an hour that we have to share here. So I'm sure she would love to connect with you, well, thank you. and answer any questions you may have. So, so as for me, I am at rockthenextstage.com. If you have any questions, you can shoot me an email at dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is a little bit different. It's Rock Next Stage with Akaza. And I'm on Instagram as, wait for it, Next Stage Dory, just to mix things up a bit. <laughs> I've got some links to my book, Find Your Divine Rhythm. As I mentioned, stay tuned. I have an online six-week training program for musicians. It will have videos uh, for the training and uh, downloadable handouts that you can print out and follow along. So stay tuned for more info on that. I hope everybody's staying warm, especially those uh, on the East Coast here. And we'll see you back here next week with another exciting episode of Rock the Next Stage. I do believe that I have an entertainment lawyer waiting in the wings, and that should be exciting as well for copyright issues and things. Michelle, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for carving out some time from your busy schedule. I really appreciate that you were able to join us. So um, many thanks. Hope to see you again thank soon. Thank you. Thank you All for right, having guys. me, Lori. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye now. And guys, keep on rocking. <laughs>